0: Uh, welcome in to another Sharks preview here, the annual tradition on Teal Town USA, where we are joined by Brody Brazil from NBCSN, and uh, he'll be running oh, wait, our sorry. audio effects tonight.
1: Sorry, that was me. That was me doing that. <laughs> no,
0: that's fantastic. Um, so, uh, that you know, this is our annual thing. Obviously, things are a little bit different this 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 go-around, if you will, a little Slight different. Do you have the uh, the usual thick pack that you usually have yet that gives you all the data and everything?
1: Oh no! In fact, um, honestly, I just pulled up uh, the the forty one man uh, training camp roster just to be sure. That's I'm I'm basically working on a list of names right now, and that's all I have. And I've seen none of practice like you have. Well, <laughs> minus the social media clips. Yeah, you're right. This go around is going to be a lot different. Um, but I think th- this part might be the same. Like. I'm here at home. You're here at home. Um, here's what's different. My hair's different. Sick, my black eye, flow, my black bro. eye is different. Can you see that?
0: no the the lighting not isn't really. quite that you, yeah. you need a key light to get that going but. sorry yeah, i'm not i'm not on
1: the normal camera and lighting setup here my son uh bonked me on new year's eve when i was putting him to sleep oh he didn't want to go down did he <laughs> no no he did it on accident he rolled over i was leaning in to kind of give him a hug and he whip whiplash me and all of a sudden it's like I, and i knew it instantly it's like that's gonna be a black eye i told my wife she's like oh it's not puffy yet it's like just trust me then the next day boom three days later still here so oh I haven't taught the kid about the money maker yet huh uh you seriously like you're <laughs> messing with you're messing with the ability for us to have a roof on our head well at least not yet i mean we're still what uh 11 days <laughs> i have 11 days to heal
0: so well, there you go I, I, i'm sure by now you've got to be pretty good with the makeup right
1: you cover that up. you know the black eyes have been something I haven't had to really cover up over the years. Um, there's been like the, the razor, you know, like the razor burn or, or, you know, you just want to generally knock down the shine of those TV lights, yeah. um, can make you look kind of like, you know, greasy, uh, oily, more oily than you are. Um, so, but you know, you, even at, even at the ripe old age of almost 40, you know, you get a blemish once in a while you want to just, you want to patch that up, you know? So, <laughs> fortunately i don't i mean i have things that are small that i can fix if you're like curtis brown oh those are you need a magician not a makeup artist
0: you know yeah i figure it's a whole crew that has to be you know backed up on an 18
1: wheeler there it used to be you're going to see him in his in his true self at this point there's no no makeup people around to help him help him this time around
0: (laughs) Well, let's talk about what we've got going this year. Obviously things are gonna be a little bit different. We have different divisions or Wow, look at that. You're well, that's not like I put this together. Yeah, uh, I see. <laughs> I've seen that before. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously the division's gonna be a little bit different. Uh I thought it was kind of funny when they were putting these together. I don't know if you were following it, but it was one day like we knew that the you know the Western Canada teams were gonna be out and that the West was going to get three new people, but right. one day it was St. Louis, Minnesota, and Colorado. The next day it was St. Louis, Dallas, and Colorado. The next day it was something like it kept changing. Uh, I think, if anything, the Sharks are probably th- th- saying, well, at least da- at least we got Minnesota instead of Dallas. Right? right. I guess that's kind of thankful to have that. But, uh, look, most people are saying Vegas and Colorado are going to fight out for number one saint you know and the other one gets number 2 obviously saint louis slots in at 3 and then you've got everybody else fighting for that 4 spot um i don't know. you're you're a pretty optimistic guy how do you be optimistic about this year cuz i'll be honest
1: i'm i'm not too optimistic right now no you're right it's easier to be pessimistic but that's only because of the sour taste in your mouth from last year okay. And even further than that, that's only because there wasn't a lot of changeover. There wasn't the complete overhaul that, you know, all of a sudden and and for right or wrong, if Doug Wilson went and just totally retooled this thing during a pandemic, which I, I don't think, you know, that would also give you an uneasy feeling. But. Um, I think a lot of times there's that false optimism in sports. It's the grass is always greener on the other side. If there were a bunch of new names and faces or, or even hypothetically, if he just cleared up a ton of cap space, didn't make the purchases yet, but had the money to go out and do stuff again. Um, I don't, so in terms of optimism versus pessimism, can it really go as bad as last year did all over again? I mean, I, I, suppose. But I'm going to highly doubt it goes that bad. I'm not saying that – I'm not even going to guarantee a playoff spot at this point. I, we have to see. We have to see where we're at. We have to see what that what the core is going to do this year. And we also have to see what those next step guys are going to do. And, and I've really thought long and hard about last year. And you had you had it twofold. You had the guys that you could count on with track records and that had set a bar for themselves. You had them struggling at the same time, that next wave of young players that you counted on and, and specifically like your depth forwards, they also were not able to, to make the the proper steps. And so it's one thing, I mean, you can have a successful team so long as your veterans are carrying it, then you could have a great team. If the young guys add on, uh, vice versa, you could have your older guys and ex- your veterans you know, a little bit under par, but maybe all these young guys are stepping in and, and you can have good seasons that way. Um, you can have a great season if everybody's clicking, you, but obviously they had the bad season last year because none of that happened at the same time. And that's not even the offense, defense, goaltending conversation that most people will break it down with. Um, that's kind of the way I see it is the, the groups of players that, that maybe didn't, uh, carry their respective loads.
0: Well, it was, to me, I mean, it was definitely a Murphy's Law kind of season. Everything that could go bad went bad. Um, You know, starting with losing your captain, who seemed to be the foundation, the guy who, the glue of the team. You're not able to keep Pavelski around. Uh, You know, the team goes from second in scoring to 27th in scoring. And the defense, not good, uh, despite being the most expensive defense in the NHL. Uh, Well, now when you
1: say that, you you say the most expensive blue line in the NHL. Yes. See, now that and that's I. Sorry to stop you there, but that's that's one thing too. When we have the whole uh, defense versus lack of scoring versus goaltending, right? And goaltending is an easy target. It's it's Martin Jones and Aaron Dell's fault, you know. And people are already skeptical about Dubnik and he's trying to have that um, revamped type season too, just like Jones. But my point is. Forwards play defense too. Forwards yeah. were defensively at fault last year, just like you know, just in many ways, like like maybe the blue line was too.
0: No, I and I totally give you that. And he, and yes, just statistically, numbers wise, yes, Jones and Dell needed to be better. That that just had to happen. But yeah. the thing that I will always point to regarding that is if you go and look at Dell and Joner's numbers last season and the previous season they're almost, they're nearly identical, yeah. yeah, you know? Yet, you know, the one year they go to the conference final, the next year they, they're, they're horrible for yeah. the majority of the season. So that's going to happen when you go from second in scoring to 27th. You know, that was the thing where you let go of a, of a Pavelski, a Nyquist, a Donskoy, and you don't replace any of that offense. And as you were saying, there were guys, whether it's, uh, you know, it's like, hey, LeBanc hit 17, he should be able to go 20. Sorensen was 17 he be you know, he could probably pot in 20, 20 goals. Yeah. And, and I feel like there were some guys that the Sharks really were high on whether it was uh Schlefsky or whatever, who didn't even see any time in the NHL. Yeah. And what's funny is Gregor didn't get a lot of pop yet. He was the guy right. who got the most starts. Right. You
1: know, so. Well, and even like Middleton defensively, or you know, speaking from a, a D-man perspective, there's a guy that what got hurt the first or second game of the year, and I mean he was there. He was like their plan, right? And and then he comes back, and what two games later again, <laughs> gets hurt. I mean he's just the most unlucky, uh, poor guy. You know that and the se- the way the season played out. And Then he was probably ready again to come back when the season shut down. Hold on. So, I mean, Middlet-
0: are you talking to Middleton? Or do you mean Dalton Prout? Uh, Middleton. Okay, I'm trying to re- – because I thought Jake Middleton – wasn't he the one that had, like, the horrific knee injury? Yeah, on, on like, opening night, right?
1: No, I thought that was, like, about mm, – a- I might be getting my injuries mixed up. I just remember there was an early injury and there was a mid-season injury. Well, mid-season as it, you know, ultimately yeah. played out by by March – if I remember correctly. And you know what? That's that's the dude, other thing. Dude, the season, we're, that last year felt like it was five years ago. Well, so. we're talking about stuff, right? Like if I'm talking about October, I'm talking about October of, of two years ago now. <laughs> right? So You're right. I'm not even talking about October like three months ago uh, uh, or two months ago. Um, so that's that's another thing. I mean, look, 10 months without playing a game, maybe that's a good thing. I'm sure we can get into culture stuff. I mean, you know, forget on the ice strategy and, and what players are capable of. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't think it was by any mistake that all that came out, um, you know, and I spoke to most everybody over the, you know, over the, the off season, if you will, for this team. And not that that was my main focus or point of conversation, but, you know, it, it came up in a number of ways to let you know that um, there was something not right just in terms of, of responsibilities and, and just buy-ins. And, and look, when a team goes that bad, the wheels fall off pretty fast. But I want to say this, when you talk about like repairing a a culture or this or that, I, I think that like, it's almost, it's almost instantly taken as a negative, like guys hate each other. And they're like, they're slashing each other's tires. Like it's (laughs) not, it's, it's not that. I think what happens is when a team struggles and there's so many leader ish type players in that room and they all look at each other and be like, I'm a leader. Look, I'm going to step up. I'm going to take this because I've been here before. I'm going to take this bull by the horns. I got you guys. Well, then the problem is I'm doing that. So are you across the way. So is he. And all of a sudden you get that. That's the fractured part that I think, you know, has been referenced. And and so it's not like a selfish thing where people are, are trying to, to, to be the star and they're trying to get their points and they're trying to get their numbers and build their stats. Real, realistically, it's I think there's so much ownership. Um, that it was going in those bunch of different directions. And so, like I said, I know that's and I'm not trying to here dispel it. I don't you know i'm I'm not I'm not diverting. I don't know anything. I, I'm just saying from everything I read in body language and everything in between quotes, I think it's more of a fact of too many people care and, and tried to make it right on their own versus buying into one system and sticking with it.
0: yeah, no I would agree. I almost and to be honest, I kind of at least. In the moment, I felt PDB was kind of scapegoated a little bit in this. um, Well,
1: but that's and that's not new in sports, right? I mean, it's the can't fire the players. Well, and when when you still look at the roster and you're like, wait, wait a second. I mean, and and we did. You look you look at that team last year and say, you know, now they kind of have to prove that they're not that team. Logan told me that flat out the other day. But um, when you looked at their roster and and that season, you know. Going south, as you referenced in what December of last year, when when Pete got fired midway through, it's like this team is better than this, and so that's probably, you know, look, it's not probably that is part of the process of of professional sports where the head coach is the easiest one to to try and you know to to make a change and try and jumpstart things.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and Sharks last from our chat saying Mids was injured in March, so. Yeah, I don't remember him getting injured early on. I don't remember let him go, being let on. Let me the, go back. I was gonna say I don't remember him <laughs> you know, I don't know if he got injured with the CUDA because uh oh well wait a minute. Didn't uh there was there was definitely some differences in defense early on because wasn't uh Shimmick
1: with I I don't was Shimmick on the opening night roster? Ah, uh, I, I think he was, if I, again, if I remember correctly, he was like a couple weeks into the season.
0: Yeah. So that's Is that right. I, yeah. Like he was, spo- I remember them saying like, Oh yeah, he's on target to to start opening night. And then it was like two, two and a half weeks later, he finally slotted in. So yeah, I just, you know, obviously it, it's, it was Dylan Ferraro, you know, Carlson Vlasic Bron- or uh, Burns.
1: Braun? You I'm almost sorry. said Braun. Yeah, I know. I almost did. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. No, wait a second. Right here. Jake Middleton played on October 4th. Wait. Yeah, no, that's last season. Again, this is, the, this is the trip out part. Twenty It says 2019. I'm like, wait, that was two years ago. No, that was last season. He played one game against Las Vegas. I think that's where he got hurt. And then he came back December 17th. 17th, 21st, 22nd. Uh, and then got hurt again cuz he didn't play until march uh, february 20th and then he played february 20th to the 29th and that was it yeah well and it was no. right
0: in there where he had that that oh, god that was an ugly looking
1: injury. right okay so that. that was you're okay so you know what it was it was the injury was the second time that he missed time that's what we're talking about here gotcha now i get it sorry no, okay for,
0: hey i'm just trying to i was trying to figure it out too that's been the weirdest thing with this uh, pandemic is last season, like right. I said, feels <laughs> like it was five years ago.
1: You see, you see what happens, though, when I don't have those 45 page, pages <laughs> of uh, pre-prepared notes from NBC Sports. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, but I mean, in reality, though, you know, again, it just goes to show you, though, that that a player like that, and, and this is what I'm interested to see, is, is which of these guys can step up this year. Um, and look, I mean, you know is it a noah gregor is it um is it a is it a is it a, is it a latunov yeah. like like i could i could throw so many different names out here and that and that's a good thing because there's players that you've seen just a little bit of and flashes of to know that all right there's capability here and you see how the you know the team is what you see what they see in them um but you're going to have to like to really have a playoff season if that's what we're talking about here <laughs> you're going to need some of that you cannot have, you're probably not going to be able to have only a top six that, that is, um, uh, reliant in terms of expectations. And, and, you know, I think the, you know, the blue line, honestly, whoever that six D man is, so long as everybody stays healthy, you know, you got Shimek and Burns, you got Carlson and Vlasic, um, and you got. Mario with – and I, Mario, Mario, whatever he feels like being called on, on this day. Sunday. Yeah. He doesn't even know. <laughs> uh, and whoever he pairs with ultimately is the sixth guy. Like, you know. Um,
0: could be Kinesia, Could be – I mean, there's a bunch of different names. It's yeah. A, sounds like it's kind of an open uh, casting call right now. For but that, that should
1: – but, like, that that part, like, if you're really looking at this team and you're really – if you're a playoff team, you're looking at that part saying, we're locked. Like, we're good. We. I mean – and I don't want to talk about who's your seventh and eighth guy and, and injury. Like, let's not get that far yet. I mean, you you might need that if, if you want to go, you know, real and and make a real playoff run. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, um, if you're going to have a good season, you need those at least five that are inked in right now. You need that to be solid. You just do.
0: Yeah. So. Well, and who's to say uh, Ryan Merkley doesn't get a look early on? I,
1: absolutely. I mean, he's, uh, you know, he's... He's very. I think he's very focused right now on, on making the most out of even this opportunity. Right where, it's weird. It's a training camp. It's uh, not in San Jose. It's very expedited. They're going to get right to, and they already have got right to scrimmaging and game uh, replication. They're not going to spend time, you know, in three different on three different sheets of ice like it in San Jose every year oh. and drills, drills, drills. It's like we got to get you guys in game shape fast. And if somebody can, you know, prove it to Bob Boogner that um, they're ready right now, uh, you know, this is a, this is a fast track chance to, to crack the NHL, crack a difficult roster and, and get some playing time early.
0: Well, and there's, so. I mean, the, you see all the names that are in camp, you know, the, there's a lot of guys fighting for gigs, but let's for a hot minute, just talk about like, in, in, in and again, I don't want to be, you know, the, the Debbie Downer of the group, but it's there's a couple of guys I think that are kind of like, all right, this this is your shot. Like, whether yeah. Dylan Gambrell, Marcus Sorensen, Auntie Suamella, yeah. you know, they're, they're yeah. guys that are on their final year. And it seems, you know, especially like a Dylan Gambrell, if he gets passed yet again, it's mm, kind of makes it more difficult, especially when you see all the draft, all forwards were taken in the last draft. It's kind of like yeah. there's just more and more coming up.
1: Well, and I, and I will, I will throw this in there too. Like I'm, I'm really interested in Donato. I, I, I don't, you know, I, it's hard to project a goal total when you're not, when you're, when you're not doing the 82 game, like full season Mark. But I mean, he, he didn't have a problem late last year, scoring goals with Minnesota. Um, and that's what the sharks needed. So, and he, he's got, he's already established in the league. He's got a taste of it um, wants to prove himself all over again. I, I am really excited about Donato um, there's this young guy named Patrick Marlow that has, <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. No, but I mean, honestly, like adding another, <laughs> adding another surefire, just a surefire teammate, uh, a line mate for other guys. And again, I don't know how that's going to shake out exactly. I know what where he's been in camp, but, um, we'll see who he plays with. Um, but even honestly, like y- you need a, you need a little bit more from uh, Kevin LeBanc, um, than, than you got last year. And who was the other name? Oh, uh, Matt Nieto. I mean, that's a whole nother, you know, there are some opportunities here. It's not just the the youngest of players, the are they gonna make the team or not? You you need you need a little bit more from these guys. And I'll tell you what, I, I went back the other night. This is, this is psychotic almost, just looking at Kevin LeBanc footage. I'm like, where what is it? like when he when Kevin LeBanc is doing his thing, like what is he doing? And quite honestly, he's got the puck on his tape and he is going to the scoring area you know, um, well, perimeter stuff. I don't even know if he's a net front, type. not really a net front type guy. But when you give him the puck and some space, he's got some moves. Like I, I honestly, so how can you get a little bit more of that from, well, you know, I don't, from Kevin LeBanc?
0: I don't think the knock on LeBanc has ever been his offense. It's been his 200-foot game. You know, it's like they want to see him a little bit better positioned on the defensive side. But, uh, th- I mean, that's – you look at the contract that he had last year. You know the million dollar deal that that upset a lot of people in the NHL. <laughs> They're like going, "Okay, what is well, this a little little cap circumvention, a little little nod, nod, wink, wink, handshake deal in the back pocket there?" But um, yeah, LeBanc. I mean that that's a four years. Four, what is it? Four years. Four point something. Where is it? Four point seven. It's, four point seven.
1: It's a it's a buy in by the team and and to sure. the, to that point, like. I'm okay. Like, I, I think here's the whole thing. Why I even mention his name. If I didn't think he was capable of of taking that next step, and I don't mean just like how you look on the I mean like getting the results. If I if I didn't think he was capable, trust me, I wouldn't even mention his name because I don't <laughs> want to drag him down this path. That's the thing about it, is I I look at him and I say, There's a guy who is capable of having a, a really good season, being a a big part of deepening this team and and getting the scoring touch back and like I said, same thing with Donato coming over. So, um, as, as much as there are a lot of questions about what the heck did we see last year across the board, you know, there are enough things in place that leave me optimistic enough. And and I'm I know I'm one to have the reputation of of seeing more glass half full than empty. Um, trust me, it's you know there's still a lot to be proven. Um, I'm not I'm not <laughs> I'm not punching my playoff ticket yet, um, but I am saying that. You know, you can't look at this group and instantly cross them off either. And some people are, are doing that,
0: you know? Oh, absolutely. I think last time I looked, Vegas had them, I think, finishing 28th, you know? And, yeah. And Ve- you, you mean know- not
1: the not the Vegas Golden Knights, actual sports books in Las Vegas.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like finishing 28th, 29th. Yeah. Like, the only teams doing worse than them, uh, projection-wise, were, of course, Detroit and I think either Ottawa or Chicago, like, there's there's not a lot of people that have a lot of high hopes but
1: you know we'll see um well but your point earlier when you showed the standings i mean there are probably three teams that you would expect to get in now look i just went through a baseball season during a pandemic we haven't even discussed this at all none of this stuff is normal playing (laughs) games in series of two against opponents um i'll i'll be perfectly honest uh i mean even me covering the oakland a's we had a player on a road trip test positive for COVID. They had to shut, shut the team down for five days, oh. uh, which is actually a miracle that it was only that short, but that caused the Oakland A's to play five double headers in their last month. They had 26 games in the final 25 days of the season. So what I'm saying, what I'm saying here is we're talking about all this stuff as, as if it's normal. I mean, I don't know how long we've been on here for. I can't, it, it's we, we've almost neglected the fact that none of this is going to be normal. The player's, flat-out experience uh, of game days and traveling and it's already you know they, they're not supposed to see each other uh, meetings which happen a lot in hockey have to be completely different um, and and to that point like 56 games you have a slow start uh you know hmm. it's a it's possible to have a bad october and and i mean heck look at the look at the st louis blues right Where were they the Oh, worst team in the league in, in January and then won the cup that year. Right. It was uh, that, no, 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 so that was two hockey seasons ago. Yes. <laughs> uh, three, like, like almost three years ago, but two hockey seasons ago. Um, But yeah, like worst record in the league in January. And they were able to turn it around. Look, this can't happen. That's not going to happen here. You know? So I, um, I doubt you see that happen <laughs> anytime no, in our lifetimes. No. That was
0: an anomaly, but
1: yeah, but I mean that, that just goes to show you over 82, how you can dig a hole and get back out of it. So My point is that even those three that you think are going to get in from from the uh, is it called the West, by the way? Have any the Western division?
0: Yeah, no. Um,
1: Yeah, it's it's essentially Yeah, West, Central, East and North. Look at you with the graphics. One of those teams may not get in. And I wouldn't be surprised if one of them that you didn't think was going to get in. And I think Arizona, you know, I mean, turnover is a given with everybody. But if I recall correctly, you know, they had a lot of things going for them last year um if i can remember that long ago, yeah
0: but you also remember arizona kind of had a little bit of turmoil this year where they actually had a to fire like, sale well not so much a fire <laughs> sale but there was also like a draft pick that they ended up having to renounce
1: oh yes you know there's well but but again did you really think that that one player was going to oh, turn no. around a franchise but no i understand your point i understand your point yeah um it's I, i'm just looking at that right there and, and again it's based on who else is in the division. Now, I mean, if you told me that the Sharks were in the East, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, look that, at the East right there. That Yeah, uh, that's
0: pretty well stacked. In fact, we were talking I about mean, that last night, saying that could be, you know, easily the most competitive.
1: Yeah. And even the, the Canadian division, oh, the North, excuse me, the North, uh, The Can- I'm calling it the Canadian division this year. It, even their division is going to have a lot of competitive aspects to it, I think, with Van being a lot better. And on, you know, on the up and up in Toronto, certainly, I mean, you got the uh, dad and his two sons line with Jumbo and uh, <laughs> well, Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner.
0: Yeah, Toronto seems kind of head
1: and shoulders above the rest of the yeah. field. But
0: uh, yeah, to but your there's point, enough to be,
1: there's enough other teams to be, there's enough other teams to be competitive there, you
0: yeah. know? Well, and to your point, if, if Demko continues what he had going last season for Vancouver, that, that... You know, he could be their John Gibson, if you will, just a yeah. guy who can yeah. carry you through things. Which you know, again, was, is hopefully something that we see out of Martin Jones or Dubnik this season, and hopefully yeah. that healthy competition with uh, with Naby getting full time with him. Plus, uh, oh my gosh, what's the other guy's name that's been working with them?
1: It's like uh, uh, Adam, um, uh, friend, uh, Fran- uh,
0: Francilla or something like
1: that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I forgot it. I'm, I'm this is where I'm spacing out in the moment right here. Oh, um, I just I, I know I know his name is Adam. But yeah, I mean, there, there has been a lot of these are things I should study, by the way, in the next 11 days, um, <laughs> really rushing into this hockey season. But no, I, I think there's a lot of things with with just Martin Jones and Devin Dubnik that are um, similar yet interesting yet compelling enough to make you think that I mean, isn't one of these guys really going to shine this year? Am I saying this like romantically? But like you, you know what they've been in their careers, and I know they've trended rough in the last couple years. Um, But you know, I know Dubnik had a lot of off ice stuff going on his final year in Minnesota, and I think once Alex Daylock took over, that you know it just it was a hard hard hill to climb. But he's I know he's so rejuvenated, you know, in this this opportunity, and I and I know he sees it in the same way that. It's not going to instantly be handed to him. In fact, Martin Jones probably just from a comfort factor is going to get more looks early on. But I wouldn't surprise me at all if Dubnik can can play his way into more playing time. Um, I know this is a, you know, that's the other thing too, right? Short season. You don't know if it, you know, h- how can you ride a hot hand with more games and a tighter span? You know, how do you how do you what's this what's the divide? I don't know. Um, but I I do know that as with previous years, it's not slated out as much right now in terms of who starts, yeah. you know? Well, uh, I think it's op- It's more open.
0: How now, as somebody who does pre and post game, how excited are you where you're essentially seeing kind of like mini playoff series where it's, you know, you've got these back to backs, yeah. you know, or you're going to see a team yeah. four consecutive times or something?
1: Yeah, well, and and we will see that. I think I think it twice, maybe. Is it, there's like a four game span w- with St. I know there's one with St. Louis, and I think there's also is there also one with Las Vegas. And but there is a break in between one of them. I've I just put it all into my my calendar today, so I it's, that part is kind of fresh. But no, to your point, um, this is actually one of I think the things that that could stick in the future. Now, granted, you're not going to play every team eight different times in a normal year like eight (laughs) times is a lot but but what you're saying is in the back-to-back fashion like every game this this to me ups the suspense it ups the rematch if it's from a strategy perspective it's from a temperature perspective um i know the players they really like this thank you for pulling that up there they 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 like this from a travel perspective they don't have to it cuts it in half for them what they have to do well and just to let you know uh-huh. only we
0: can see this but yeah this is oh okay yeah this, this is just for us we're on the back
1: channel here Look yeah um, <laughs> but it, so no but i mean yeah we're looking at the schedule but um so i do see uh, it. Mean, maybe those, not may,
0: no there's march. the st
1: louis yeah. st louis in february right but, with a break in between
0: yeah but you got those four straight at the beginning of march for l against la so oh, okay. So th- you're right. So it is. It, it
1: does happen twice. Yeah, and got it. Of course, you know. Oh, and twi- And actually, tw- oh no, not that's that's. I've looked at the wrong month. Yeah. All right. And then
0: the thing that of course uh, upsets me about looking at this schedule is you know you're you're talking to a guy that usually you know it's it's hard for me to get away during the week, right? And so right. I've been waiting to see a game. You know, I've I've been wanting to go down to see the Sharks play in Anaheim, but they almost, I don't know what it is. Whenever the Sharks play Anaheim or LA here, it's almost always on a Saturday, but when the Sharks play in SoCal, it's almost always like on a Thursday or something. I can never make Well, that's,
1: And I think that's part of it too, that they're trying to sequence Ducks and Kings games a lot of times, either on different nights or obviously the Kings have, you know, two other basketball teams, right? Sharing sharing Staples Center. So it's, I think they try – it is hairy and tricky when they try and, you know, mm-hmm. chop that one up. But, um, no, I, look, I I think that the – I'll be honest. Of all the things that I think are going to be rough about this year, I think everybody's going to look at that back-to-back thing and go, I kind of like this. Like, how can we – even if you don't keep it for every game, like, can you do it for just the division teams? Well, um,
0: what did you think about the opening of last season where it was back-to-back with Vegas? But, see, that's –
1: there was travel involved there. Right. So I'm saying like, I like the fact that you're literally, you're flying into St. Louis and you're, you know, you're playing two games there, you know? Um, so I know what, I know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And I did like that. Um, I also didn't like the fact that the Sharks played all their games with Las Vegas, like before <laughs> Christmas last year. And then you didn't, you weren't going to see them in the second half anyway. It's very top heavy, but, um, well, no, I look, I I just think it's a I think this is this might be one of the things that we we really enjoy and take away from a year that is going to look a lot different in a lot of ways.
0: Mhm. Well, and, and it's funny you bring up the whole thing about like being done with Vegas by like New Year's, but I remember it, was it the season before? I remember there was some weird season over the last couple of years where the Sharks played everybody it, it, like they didn't see the Canucks until like Oh yeah, like Valentine's yeah. Day or something. Yeah,
1: no, I mean, and it happens right. Like you're trying to to do 31 teams and you know odd numbers and this and that, you know it's and you're you have to fall into the you know East plays West at their own venue you know each time and so there's so many things that have to fit into the puzzle and and now and then it's a couple years ago every team gets that extra week off right the, the player mandated yeah. break so now I I totally get it I'm I, I don't I don't mind when You know, it's it's abnormal or it happens. But I again, I I like this. And I and from a covering it standpoint, it just it's going to make that second show for us so much easier. Yeah, but better. It's because I experienced this in baseball season all along, you know, by game four of a series like, you know, the other teams, not only their lineup, their strengths and weaknesses, you know, who's who and their bullpen has already been taxed who who in their bullpen is is somebody that you're scared of coming in the game so um you just you it just makes like you know the the tuesday night sharks game in february against the devils like it's harder it's hard to like not hard to get up for it but you're like really hard to feel like you know that game like the back of your hand because you don't see these guys you've barely seen these guys at all you know their names you don't know much more than that i mean you know, unless, unless you've been seeing him for years. So it's just, it's going to be a lot. I, I think you're going to get a, we're going to get a lot better results out of that.
0: Yeah. Well, and as you're saying, with seeing these players so often, uh, like if you thought you were familiar with some of these teams beforehand, it's going to Oh my get... goodness.
1: <laughs> this is gonna No, be... I mean, and that's, that's the thing, right? Like it's not, it's not just in the second game of a back-to-back. What it, it will be about that. I mean, like, Ryan Reeves and Evander Kane. I mean, I just my it's where my mind goes right. Like, what happens in that second game? But no. Also, you're right. What happens in meetings six, seven, and eight of the season? And I hope we get there. You know, I really hope we get there. Yeah. Uh, but but that's that's another aspect of it too is is frequency. And and that would be before a playoffs even start. So then imagine <laughs> two teams that already saw each other eight times in the year, and now they're about to play. Is it, I haven't even reviewed the format best of seven, Yeah, you know, round one. Mm-hmm. No, from so what I understand could play.
0: the playoffs, uh, it's going to be just like normal.
1: Yeah. No, I, so I haven't, I'll confess, you know, and I did this, the same thing with baseball. So many people asked me, are, are they going to get a full season in? And this was when, you know, training camps were happening summer, summer, spring training. And I said, we will know about halfway. And if they get to halfway and things are looking good, then I think they'll make the push. I, I worry about the beginning. Um, I worry about the first half. And, and I would say the same here goes for hockey season under a totally different set of circumstances. The way our world is, the way that uh, we hope there's going to be, um, you know, now that vaccines are out, um, we hope that there's going to be some turning points for the better here come, you know, springtime. So it's it's that same thing with the NHL in terms of getting a season done. I really think you'll know what's half of 56, uh, 28, 28 games in, I think we're going to have a pretty decent idea about how this is going. I was told there would be no math. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> see, that's it's, I'll tell you what, it's one of my worst traits is like getting myself into these corners in live situations, which is why I'm glad we're rehearsing for a live television show here <laughs> with Teal Town USA. You know, like I'm proud to be your Robin for today. Hey, did you? You didn't even. Can you? Yeah. (laughs) Thanks, Batman. Speaking. Can you see the flow? Like, have you seen this? Dude, it's sick, bro. I have a headband here, but I don't know if that's gonna. I put my headphones down. Sorry, somebody on in a second, but
0: I do believe somebody mentioned it in the chat. Yeah, here we go. We got our. Like I
1: sport this regularly because I have to. Like I'm. Dude, that's that's full Andre
0: Agassi you got
1: going right there. Oh yeah. I also got a tennis racket for Christmas too, but that's that's a side thing. That's that was not intentional, but um I dig it. Man. No, it, like I think I'm gonna, I might bust out the headband, I think, at some point. I'm the flow is going. I'm I'm going for Marcus Sorensen level.
0: I could just see lettuce.
1: now back in the day when
0: before you were doing like pre post, uh, when you would actually be doing interviews at the tank and you you posted video of like Burnsy giving you little nudges here and there and the guys uh messing with you back when they when they allowed me to go to the rink yes yeah i'll tell you man uh (laughs) it's but just even on tv because you're still gonna have to talk to these guys on tv boy uh i'm really gonna miss jumbo because i would figure jumbo would if you're if you're if that flow is is here on january 14th
1: Oh, it'll be, no! It's gonna be here. Okay. It's gonna be. So, it's gonna be eleven days longer. Oh no, I my can already, God! The amount you of sh- don't even,
0: the amount of shit Thornton would have given you. You. <laughs> you don't even need to know what he'll say. I can do it for you. <laughs> oh,
1: bro, that's beautiful, man. World ah, class. World class. Oh,
0: bro. Ah. that's world class, buddy.
1: And then he'd and then he'd make some like off-color comment. You know, I don't know, <laughs> derogatory to me. And then that uh, then I'd be like, hey, all right, Jumbo. See you later. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, obviously Thornton
0: is departed, but Marlowe again comes back. Now, the you know the big thing, of course, about Marlowe is that he's supposed to on on track to break Gordy Howe's record of most games played in the NHL, and of you know, and of course, the unfortunate thing is, is if you get rid of the lockout from 2005 or the shortened season from yeah. you know like seven years ago, yeah. uh, he would have you know hit this a while back. Uh, but the trade deadline, you know, he's supposed to hit it on April nineteenth. The trade deadline's April twelfth.
1: Oh my gosh! You're already shipping the guy. No, out no, of no. Town? I'm
0: no, I'm not. Not, not whatsoever. Because even let's say that the Sharks are unfortunately out of the playoff picture, like by a wide margin. You know. Um, it, you know, to me, it's all about Marlowe. It's, you know, he's, you mean
1: you're saying, can you give him a chance? Like, like he got last time. Can yeah. You, like a, you Ray, find a spot for him.
0: Yeah. Like they, you know, like Boston did with Ray Bork in Colorado. Obviously that turned out w- very well for Ray Bork, yeah. but yeah. Do you give him another shot? But how, look, this is still a business and a lot of merchandise is going to be sold. And don't you want that merchandise? Oh my gosh, to be gosh. I do
1: I I didn't know where you're going with it. Um Yeah. I, look, I honestly I think you don't you, you you leave it up to Patty. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think you I do. Think, I think professionally and and we we're, we're hypothesizing, right, yeah. that to your point, if this if this is how it is, if if things are not looking good from a season perspective and you know, strategies out not out the window, but like if it's not to try and get in a playoff spot and, and we're past that. I think you totally leave it up to him and and what his desire is and what his best interests are. And I don't, you know, I don't, what's the sacrifice? The Sharks will get something either way, right? They will either get something in return for Patrick if he decides it's best for him to be elsewhere and he wants a chance. And if they can find him, you know, not only find him a home, but a team that has a spot for him, right? Um, A a competitive team for him. Um, Or, to your point, you get to keep him. And you get to have that that ceremony, that legacy with him. Uh, so I I'll be honest. Um, it does, if those are the circumstances, I, I let. If I'm Doug, I, I let. I say, Patty, this this one's up to you.
0: Yeah. But what do you want to do? It does suck though, that, and it has been pointed out, I think, by Kurz, that that game that he will break the record on if he plays in every game is going to be an away game. Now, granted, if yeah. we're not playing with fans in the stands, does it make that much of a difference?
1: I don't know. It, it's I, it, it's going to either be in Las Vegas or Phoenix or Glendale, Arizona. <laughs> yeah. So. Hey, by the way, by the way, have you ever thought about the fact that well, two things. I mean, this was isn't this supposed to be the farewell uh, season of Arizona in the in the Pacific Division anyway? Yes. Right. So not only are we getting a full taste of a team that won't even be you know like in the division anymore. Do you think any of this is karma for all that desert dog stuff we've been doing over all the years, like <laughs> desert dogs. De- and now it's like, where do you guys play uh, Arizona? <laughs> and I'm, trust me, I, I'm not even la- you know, I know so many people and families with the team and the last couple weeks and months have just been treacherous. You know, I, and I, I think for everything, everything that you see in an interview right now, how's camp going? Oh, it's going great. I mean, the players have two ultimate sides right now, especially the ones with families. F- side number one, they're a professional athlete. They're back doing what they love. They've been stri- they were stripped of it, and it it it's who they are, and they're happy to be back in some type of normal routine and competitive rhythm. This is where they thrive. But there's a whole other side of these guys that I, I I think is you know you can see cracks of right now, and I think you're really going to see it as the season goes on. This is a <laughs> These are not normal times right now, and this is tough on players. And um, baseball players talked about it a lot during their season. They played 60 regular season games. They usually do 162. They said widespread that this was one of the longest seasons that they've ever been through. And it was a fraction of what they normally go through. So I'm just telling you the separation and the family and the, and the, the people that work for the team and and having to reschedule their lives, like as Christmas is going on, like are we going to Arizona for 1 month at least probably 3 months or more you know um i'd be interested to hear what and i know there's a live chat going on right now i can't, unfortunately can't see it i know you probably can but oh, i i mean i think if you did a poll right now like don't don't put your preferences in there don't put your what you want to happen be realistic about this be realistic about the situation about um you know about the the precedent that's already been set February 1st, are we really going to see a, you know, we're talking about less than a month. Are we really going to see a shark scam at SAP Center? Again, I'm not saying preference. I'm saying like realistically. Um, And to go even farther than that, a game with fans, if we're not even allowing fans, if we're not even allowing a game to be played, you know, that just goes to show you how far we are um, away from that next step. So, well, and you got to, I don't know,
0: you got to feel for guys like Nason and Hurdle who, you know, New dads,
1: oh, and even I mean, Evander Kane had a child, in in the in recent times, and Eric Carlson had a dad. Uh, Eric Carlson had a dad. <laughs> Eric Carlson became a dad right at the beginning of last hockey season, of more than a year ago now. But you know, look, I have a three year old. Um, you know, I've I've been around home a lot, and now it's going to be a lot of nights where I just won't be around. But that that's normal, right? But these guys are going. L- l- imagine if you know, instead of me going to a studio to do a show like like we do um, imagine if I had to stay in Arizona imagine I mean that's the case for a lot of, of, of forget players how about team employees I'm just saying this is such a huge undertaking um, and the whole franchise is up against this that no other franchise is up against so I don't think we should forget that too that um, there's a whole added element here it, in, in ways maybe there could be some benefit of this Yeah. but I think we can all see why it's a more of an uphill battle too
0: well I don't know i like i i want to be you know optimistic uh unfortunately, the things that I'm seeing from you know for the different writers and whatnot and the you know the odds the bookmakers in vegas you know that there's a re- there's you know there's a reason that city is in still around
1: <laughs> yeah no they make money off they make money off of their uh predictions, but you know i I just think this you know if if we have to define. What is like, where's the bar for these guys right now? I, I'm not sure that that's so well defined, you know. And, and is it if you if you jump right back in the playoffs, like, so let's say they make the playoffs, play one round, eliminated. I'm, I'm just making this up. Yeah. Is that like, okay, they're back on track. All right. I, I, or do people say, man, look at this roster. Like they should be back in the Western, Western final again, at least they should, you know, be a final four team of the season. Like, I mean, only that will satisfy them. I know there's other people who are like, they should only win the cup or I'm satisfied. Um, But like, what's, what's the realistic expectation? I don't even know that we know that right
0: now. Well, there's some scouts that were reported as (laughs) basically saying, uh, they think like Doug Wilson's in denial going, you know, like. What are you holding on to certain like guys? Like the river? <laughs>
1: Did you get that? Yeah, yeah. I it. Yeah, that's I a got good one, buddy. It, it's it's going to take me a second here. Yeah, it's that's take a me good a second. one, bro. Yeah, bud. Uh, yeah, pretend bud. like I just said that.
0: Yeah.
1: All oh, right. you don't have
0: the laugh track too?
1: Oh, yeah. It's more of an applause though. Yeah. <laughs> some Booze. Got all that stuff here.
0: Well, I mean, there are some people. Desert dogs. <laughs> <laughs> there are some that are going. You know that Doug needs to like he needed to realize this team. You know, like there's there's too much youth and then too too many guys that are over thirty. Like there's just not enough in the middle or. Yeah.
1: Well, you know. No, look. I think he's. I remember last year. I think it was in January, and Hasso Planner never really makes a a comment or a statement. Who's I mean really partner? doesn't. <laughs> team owner in case you're not familiar <laughs> with our level of depth here. Um but I mean the fact that he went out m- mid last year and before our world got turned upside down to say I know things are crazy and I know this is not our team that we wanted um but I you know yeah, there's I, a person who built there's a person who built this and I trust him to get us back on this. I I think that was reassuring so that so that at least you know you can cross off that element of where is this team at right i mean like what like what what's their next you know 12 18 months look like of of who's in charge and and who's making the decisions i i think everybody feels the pressure and it's yeah. like everybody's always felt the pressure but you know i i think right now it's they are fully committed in a lot of different ways and if this doesn't work now again this is it's also a weird season too right i'm not making excuses i'm just saying the what? microscope under which we judge this is like slanted. You know, it's like slanted a little bit. So it doesn't doesn't give you the, the full normal perspective. But I, I do think we're going to see enough out of this year. So long as most players are healthy and there's not, you know, some some gigantic thing out of their control. Um, I, I think we are going to get a, a better grip of who this team is. And I'm not saying that to promise you one way or the other. I'm just saying we're going to get a better grip of who they are.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's funny because of this season, similar to baseball, you've got one group that says, Oh, yeah, Dodgers, great, but uh, that's an asterisk, you know, because it it wasn't a full season or whatnot. But then you've got others that'll, you know, the ones that sit there and go, What? They still had to play and be competitive and do all the things necessary to get there.
1: You know. Well, look look at me put it, let me put it to you this way. So the two teams in the World Series, uh, the Dodgers and Tampa, all right were also the two teams with the best records through 60 games, through the through the full 60 games. Yeah. So, and I, again, so all I'm saying is the teams that were the best even in that short run got to that that last part. And um, look, 60 out of 162 is is a d- way different ratio than you know 56 out of 82. I mean, the Sharks played 70 games last year. Um, <laughs> almost got to the you know. And I'm saying they almost got to the full. 82 before things shut down um and i think that was enough that was more than enough to see who they were so yeah. 56 games you're going you're going to see enough of who they are this is not like a 35 game thing or even 42 this is you know you're in this you're in the you're in the fifth mid 50s so
0: well uh before we let you go i was talking to a couple people uh that you were going to be on and they said you know what i'd be interested to know like some like Couple things about Brody. First off, did you have more fun doing the bench work and in, in you know those those interviews? Whether you have to be uh, like you know up on the uh, up on the, on the little pedestal to get you know the mic, go- <laughs> or like the
1: apple box that I was standing on to get up to their height.
0: Yeah, like you got that. I mean, doing that type of stuff where you've got Sharky hitting you with the TP cannon, or you know, getting nudged by Burns, or you know, or is it kind of like no, you know, I kind of like just razzing with Curtis a lot, or you know, if Hanner comes in or somebody else comes in to fill that spot when Curtis is off yeah. doing something else. Like, I'm sure both have you know their pros and cons. But oh,
1: for sure, I've look, I've I've loved both roles, and you're right. There's been a clear um, two different things that I've I've kind of done. You know, as the main thing, and there was a couple years in between where I was doing both, and wow, those were <laughs> those were heavy, busy years. But I I will say this the reason that I, I mostly got away from all that is because my role at the network was to be a year round person. I could, you know, before then I, w- I would go so hard in hockey season. i try to be at every practice. I'd be at every morning, skate, uh, travel a little bit with the team. Like I, I was, I was so ingrained. And, and I, I loved that part. I mean, got to know Todd McClellan super well, you know, got to experience things on and off the record that really helped me grow and realize like what's going on with the team and what, you know, what, the difference in between sometimes what gets said and what's actually going on, Mm. um, and in a lot of different respects. So I loved that part. It just, it was not sustainable once I realized that I was able to do all these baseball shows all summer It's just the frequency of working so much. Um, you know, and, and, and quite honestly, they've said, we want you to be more in the studio. We want to take advantage of this. And so the one thing I would say is I wish a lot of times, I mean, I was younger in my career uh, and you know, gosh, when I did the ringside stuff, it was like 2009 to maybe like 14. So geez, I haven't even done it in, you know, six or seven years almost, but I wish I could do a lot of it over again. Cause I sucked in so many ways. Uh, I watched some tape and you know, one of the, one of the dirt bags who was on me the most was, was Drew Remenda. And <laughs> I'm so thankful that, 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 that beautiful bald man, um, that he uh, sometimes like would would be flat out honest and be like, "What are you What are you asking these guys? What are you doing? You know, uh, here, try this instead." You know, um, and we had a lot of other great our, our our longtime producer Sean Madison, always a great bug in my ear of like, "Hey, you know, try and," because a lot of those elements. I mean, dude, there's nobody in TV right now that's going up to a player mid game and interviewing them on the bench when they didn't expect it. I mean, that that was like, that was like not only jumping in the fire, that was like jumping in the fire while spraying it with lighter fluid and you know like just rolling around it was a lot of times it was it was really going into some tough spots and I think I did okay with it when I look back but just knowing what I know now and how to how to ask a better question and be you know be more versatile and on the spot you know there's nothing like the studio stuff in a sense if you're on a whole lot more uh more elements coming your way so I I love them both and I love the current time too because it's more – like I said, it's more sustainable. I can do this for a lot longer years and I can also get a little bit more like personal. I can have more input and more perspective now that I feel comfortable giving it where I definitely would not have, you know, in 2009. So
0: Yeah. Well, and obviously you've got the that new studio with the, the floor and the huge, you know, wall behind you where you can really yeah dive deep on some of the plays. But – you know, I think a lot of fans like myself totally appreciate that. But it was fun to see uh, that. I remember a specific time coming back from commercial during a intermission and you're standing behind Sharky. You're doing the voiceover, but Sharky's got a microphone and <laughs> he's doing, the, you know, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> Stuff like that. Or, you know, the TP cannon or. Uh, oh, God. What was um the well, there's so many interview bench interviews where whoever you're talking yeah, to, they would put their,
1: they'd put their stick on my face and stuff. Or they'd, uh, Jason Demers would do that, Bernsey.
0: Or they'd mess with whoever another player that's off camera is messing with yeah. the player that's being, you know, they're holding the stick up in front of the guy's face so you can't really see him, you know, stuff right. like that. Right, a lot of the goofy stuff. But um, yeah, and then you mentioned Ty or uh, Ty ninety nine Drew Remenda. And how many times did he get you with his little telestrator on your knot?
1: I think it was a couple Couple times. Yeah. We would have so many conversations about shoes and ties and belts and like accessories. (laughs) Look, I I don't know if I've ever told you this before. I'll just, I'll say it right here. This guy used to iron his shoes. Okay. Yeah.
0: You gotta give it up. You gotta give it up though. Guy always looked, you know like a like a Can I t- okay, I,
1: i'm gonna tell you something i want to also tell you something else he told me that never never repeat to anybody i'm just gonna <laughs> say it here i hope he sees this he owes me a phone caller to it by the way um, me too <laughs> he used to iron his money bullshit yep and i'm not i'm not saying this guy was uh you know what, what was it was making it rain like he wasn't pulling out hot i'm just saying like he would come back from lunch and, and he would have like, you know, a five and a 10, whatever the change he got from lunch. Sure. What <laughs> he the... just loved ironing stuff. The guy loved ironing stuff. Oh, it's just, just yeah.
0: like the process. He just likes the process.
1: He likes iron. He's how he got ready for it. He would sit in our little office. We used to have an old broadcast office there. It doesn't exist or they got moved. But uh, we, we would have some great talks in there, man. It was like a, it was like a dressing room and we'd be in there you know hours before the game just like players were so i oh, uh, learned learned a lot from him from bakes from from uh, Hetty when he joined and, and even honestly from honor and rosey like they those guys like are a you know a, a wealth of information resources and just experience you know
0: oh i'm blown away by their recall on certain things <clears throat> it's it's yeah. staggering speaking of which uh, jerk wants to know ask brody if he remembers Vlasic saying that a red wings player had a big ass on live tv
1: <laughs> I think he was talking about uh Dan Cleary uh that <laughs> b- way back in the day you know I think I said something about Dan Cleary and he's like well he's got a big ass and I, was, <laughs> and I remember just holding the microphone right and I and I can't remember if that one was live a lot of times we would tape them we would the game would go to the commercial the game would go to commercial break uh the camera would find me from up above uh, they'd follow me on the bench I'd you know tap the guy like hey you're all good okay and you know put the mic around him and uh, when he, I remember when he said that, I looked up at the camera in a moment of like, can he say that? <laughs> are, should we, are we going to run that? Thanks, Mark. Bye. You know, like <laughs> anyway, so, uh, yeah, no, I do remember that. It's funny. Some of the stuff, I mean, I, I did hundreds of those. I did. Yeah. Thousands of interviews over, over those course of, of years. And I, some stick out. I, I bet you could show me dozens of them and i wouldn't even know i wouldn't even remember it you know
0: or or my one of my favorite stories that you had i think it was it was it
1: gomer that you're just like hey you oh god i forgot his name (laughs) (laughs) so like the ultimate brain fart moment and this here's the trip this one was taped and i was like i'm just rolling with it like you know i could i could easily stop down told truck hey hey, let let me try this again But yeah, I was like, you know, I got so tied up in the, yeah, it was a, I remember it was a day game, like a Saturday, a rare Saturday day game. Hey, second intermission here at the tank, you know, sharks ahead of whoever, you know, three, two, I'm here with sharks forward. And I look at him and he looks at me and my mind just like, I've never had it where my mind just (laughs) screeched to a halt (laughs) like sharks forward. And about that second period, uh, oh Scott Gomez, and then he go and and I loved that uh, Gomer. You know, years later, I, when I really got to know him, he's like, he, he, like he. But in the moment, he called me. He's like, "You forgot my name, didn't you?" I was like, "Yes, I did." <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, that's never happened again. But you know, it's it's like those moments where you and I could be talking about somebody, and we're like, "Oh, what's oh my gosh, what's uh, what's the guy's name?" And but the problem is, we're we're on right, yeah. so. Uh, it's, it's only human. I've learned that, um, so long as you're not making stupid mistakes over and over again, uh, because you're incompetent, um, (laughs) I think to, to show, to show the human side of, we all make mistakes. And especially like now during a pandemic, uh, when our, our brains are all over the place anyway, that, um, you know, people are gonna, people are going to do their best, but they're not always gonna, they're not always going to be right there. Yeah.
0: again every we're all uh imperfect individuals flubs happen from time to time and that's what you know the blooper reels are typically funnier than you know the actual shows sometimes
1: related relatability is huge and also this you know (laughs) you want to give people the moments that inform them educate them make them remember i mean you want to create memorable moments like that's that's when you're doing your best television right and it's unfortunate i just told you i did hundreds of interviews i can't remember that's not good i want to do as many as possible as i can remember that, that means there was something good interesting insightful about it that we took away you know from it so that's kind of the it's kind of the mindset
0: well and you know you you've seen them on the teal town twitter account we've had we've gotten some amazing gifts of uh of, of you and curtis doing silly things in the studio Those, oh yeah yeah so even those are those are always the best, the most fun. Um,
1: those uh, those are go- those are like gold. I agree. Uh, <laughs> we, we it may be a while before we we get to uh, <laughs> be in the proximity again, but yeah, yeah. I'm glad they exist and they will happen again.
0: Well, uh, thank you for joining. But uh, we got to do a little digital janitorial here for a hot second uh remember follow us on all of our social media platforms whether it's twitter instagram facebook reddit youtube you guys have a reddit uh yeah we do we, we a subreddit is that what it's called yes sir we don't how do you get that uh you, you just go in and make it really uh, yeah we can talk about this off air
1: but yeah i <laughs> oh, sorry sorry keep, going. keep no, going no worries sorry i, I... I didn't realize you had, I got to, I got to, whatever, subscribe to that or follow that. All right. Absolutely. Good stuff. Uh, And uh,
0: as always, don't forget, if you ever miss a show, you want to hear it again, find us on any of your favorite podcast platforms and the content always available at tealtownusa.com and make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. So uh, Brody, any final thoughts, anything that we can look forward to? Is anything being produced content wise from NBC between now, like, will there be kind of a, any type of a primer? Anything?
1: Uh, like a preview show? You know yeah. what? To, to be perfectly honest, with the nature of how this season has jump-started and the fact that we're only 11 days away yeah, I was <laughs> and say. we're all trying to be safe, the answer is no. Um, but we will be ready, you know, when it when it goes for real. And um, I just, I, I, like I said before, as with the hockey season, you're going to see a lot of of different elements. You're going to see a lot of people, I don't want to say winging it, but they're not in their normal rhythms. I think that's the same for any sports production that you've been watching in the last couple months and especially those moving forward. So uh, hang with us. We're going to, we're, we're there along for the ride. We're going to be, we're, we're lucky to have, you know, um, a team that's, when I say the broadcast that knows each other, that's been around. So, um, hopefully that part of it can remain as unchanged you know, as possible.
0: Well, and you know, as certain teams had summer where they were able to play. You know, minus the seven teams that were out. Right. But you, right. you did have some experience with baseball, whereas you know, Randy and and Hetty and Ruzy <laughs> kind of been off for a little <laughs> little time. Are you saying I might
1: I might be more fra- that that? They may be more rusty, and I might be more like you know game ready. Not like. You know what, though? It's, it's going to be one of those things where a season like this, game number one for all of us is going to feel so weird. And game two is going to feel better but still not there. But, like, game five or six, we're going to be like, okay, all right, we got this thing down, you know. But that's that's just us. I worry about how all the teams are going to be like that, yeah. you know. So well, and um, but well, I would imagine Ruzanowski is
0: breaking in a new partner with the departure. Yeah, I don't know. Be better, I don't know. This so.
1: I don't know the status of, of what, uh, what, how, you know, I barely know what we're doing. <laughs> I mean, just because like I said, there's so many different, uh, variables and audibles that, that need to happen, you know? So I don't know. I don't know what he's doing, but, um, well, but yeah, every, everything's going to be a little bit different, yeah. uh, in, in regards to the actual productions.
0: Yeah. I don't know if you follow SETO on, on social media, but a day or two after uh, Baker's departure was announced, Seto put out a cryptic little tweet where it was just a microphone icon and the eyeballs
1: so so I don't mean to break news here but I I don't know that that's Seto really yeah hmm. well I wonder I think, what that are, you, tweet, was that are you talking about are you talking about Twitter
0: yeah uh yeah Twitter yeah Cetto. oh you don't think that's his actual he's behind that
1: yeah I think he he hopped off it for good was it was it like a, his same name or something? Uh, it's the Twitter account we've always followed. Yeah. I think somebody might've recreated uh, somebody's it. Somebody's yeah. messing with people. Just so huh? you know. Oh, good. Note. I, I, you know, I think he and I talked a while back and, uh, like a long while back. And cause I think I said something similar, like, Oh, I, I saw something you tweeted. He's like, what? <laughs> uh, so I'd have to double check with the old guy. I haven't talked to him in a, in a bit, but, um, hmm. yeah, we'd have, we'd have to confirm that just so you know. Cool. Well, uh, thanks for joining
0: us. And, uh, we, I guess we'll kind of catch you in a, in what about 11 days or so?
1: 11 fortnights. Am I saying <laughs> that right? Or is that fort? Why, why don't I don't even know what a fortnight is. It's a video game. I know that, but right. <laughs> yeah. 11 nights. I'm just trying to sound fancy. I gotcha. Uh, yeah, 11 nights. And then every, basically every other night after that. So
0: there you go. So, so thanks for watching everybody. And, uh, well I'm sure we'll have some sort of divisional preview show between now and then. So, uh, Keep an eye out for that. I'm sure Landy and and Putt Guy and all those guys will be rolling with that. So have a good night, everyone, and we'll see you all next time.